1: What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. It's the post-game edition where the Bengals... Fall to 6-9 on the season. They lose at the First Energy Stadium here right down the street from where I'm broadcasting from right now. First Energy Stadium. The Browns hand them their ninth loss of the season, 26-18. to 18. I have a lot to, that I, I want to discuss. A, a quick reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Also on Twitter, at James Erpine and at LockedOnBengals. Um, since it's a holiday week, we'll get Joe Goodberry on later in the week. Won't have a podcast on Monday or Tuesday, but I got you covered right now because good God, I think that might be enough. I don't know it for sure, but watching today's game, and I'm in an interesting position naturally. I host of Locked On Bengals. It's no... Uh, so no secret, I'm a Bengals fan. I spent the first 27 years of my life in Cincinnati. I've watched them play well. I've watched them play awful. I've watched good, bad, indifferent, and I've cheered for them my entire life. There's no denying that. That's uh, a big part of why I work in sports is because, oh, it sounded cool covering the Bengals. Um, but I think even the most optimistic fans can look at what happened today and realize what the future is looking out looking like. What path the Browns are on versus what path the Bengals are on. And if you're a Bengals fan, you cannot like the path that your favorite team is on. I'm in Cleveland. I talk to Browns fans every single day. And guess what? They know it. They know their future is bright. They know that Baker Mayfield's the real deal. They know that for the first time in decades, the Cleveland Browns could not only make the playoffs next year, but could have the best quarterback in the AFC North. That's a very realistic thing, and that's what I think you saw today. And if you're a Bengals fan, you really need the front office and the light bulb to... And I don't even want to say the front office, but Mike Brown. You need the light bulb to click on. You need him to realize the trajectory of the Bengals going down. It's going down like the Diamondback at Kings Island, man. That first hill, that first hill is... It's smooth because it's a newer roller coaster, but by God, the the Bengals are going downhill and it's bumpy and it's awful. It's like the Son of Beast before they tore it down. I mean, this team, and the final score doesn't look nearly as bad as it was 26 to 18. It looks like, oh, the Bengals competed against a red hot team. They covered the eight and a half point spread, which I picked them to do, by the way. Uh, But no, it was domination. It was domination. It was a lot like this the first time these two teams met where where the Bengals came back and made it look better than it was. But they couldn't push the ball downfield on offense. Uh, Bill Lazor lacked creativity. The defense was okay. I don't think it was great, but I think it's okay. I think they're playing against a high-end Browns offense. I, I think the Browns are really... Uh, That offense starting to click, starting to gel, the offensive line playing well, obviously Baker and Nick Chubb, two rookies, immensely talented, but I I thought the defense held their own, but the offense was just dreadful. It was just dreadful, and to me, if you're this this Bengals organization, one, Marvin isn't the answer, two, I don't think Bill Lazor's the answer. So you really have to look long and, and hard and, and give yourself a, a look in the mirror if you're the Bengals. Six and nine now. Marvin Lewis officially for the first time in his Bengals tenure, 16 years, had never had three losing seasons in a row. He has now. Six, nine, and one, and 16. Seven and nine last year. Six and nine this year. Regardless of what happens. Regardless. That is, uh, that is the case. So if you're the Bengals, you have to look at yourselves. And if you're Mike Brown, you have to really think long and hard. And, and really, it shouldn't even be that hard of a decision. But that needs to happen. Um, t- today, are the Bengals playing hard? Sure. Uh, are they plagued by injuries? Yes. But can anyone really look at this Bengals team and say, yeah, the, the Bengals are being put by, by the coaches in position? to reach their full potential. They're being put in a position to reach their full potential. If you can honestly say your, to yourself and say that, and we're going to get into stats and all that stuff, but to me, this is a much bigger picture. It's a much bigger topic. Because that you went to Cleveland, and it felt like before the game started that you didn't have a chance in hell at winning. And I get it, A.J. Green and Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd, they're all down, I get that. But look back, think back to previous years. The Browns are on the rise. The Bengals are not. Why is that? And I think as much of anything, uh, as big of a deal as anything, is Marvin Lewis and what Marvin Lewis has brought or hasn't brought to this team over the past few years. It's time. Period. I don't want to get into who could replace him. He needs to be replaced. Period. That is it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I will accept nothing else but that. And I was talking to someone yesterday, and they said, yeah, could you imagine and just wonder what Andy Dalton in this offense and all of these players would be like without Marvin Lewis, just with the whole new culture change. And to me, I would love to see it. I would love to see it because what if he's their Jeff Fisher? What if Marvin Lewis is their Jeff Fisher, who just continues to bring in? Think about it. He brought in Terrell Austin. That's his guy. How's that looking? He brought in Ken Zampezi, or promoted Ken Zampezi. He promoted Bill Lazor. How's that looking? He's the one who hired linebackers coach Jim Hazlitt. How are those linebackers looking? Speaking of linebackers, we'll talk about Vontez Perfect on today's show in just a few minutes. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Let's talk real quickly. If you're trying to make a little money, a little cash, which I don't blame you, right? Football season winding down a bit. If you would have listened uh, to me, and I had entertained... uh, this on what, what it was Thursday's podcast. I said that the Bengals would uh, lose by three. They ended up losing by eight, but it was an eight and a half point spread, so they covered the spread. And you can bet and make some money on this NFL season. If you, especially if you're losing in fantasy, like I am right now in championship weekend, go get that money. Go make that money up at uh, my bookie. My bookie. Is awesome. I've used it all season long. You can too. Bet on your Sunday night games, bet on Monday night games, NBA. When Major League Baseball comes, you can use my bookie for that college football and all the bowl games. There's something for everyone at my bookie. They have in game betting, live betting, prop bets, the most rewarding player perks in the business. You've heard me talk about them all season long. If you haven't gone there yet, Go there, try it out. There's a reason I'm talking about it here on Locked On Bengals. And do me a favor use promo code Locked On 25 because not only does that do me a favor, it does you a favor because they're going to match your deposit. You're going to get up to a 50% bonus when you use promo code Locked On 25. So let's say you deposit 20 bucks, you get up to 50% extra free money. That you can use to win more money. You know who's going to win, so bet on it. Use my bookie right now. You play, you win, you get paid. Promo code LockedOn25.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
1: I'm James Rapinoe, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Uh, I want to talk about Vontae's Perfect for a minute, and we'll get into stats and the game and post-game reaction and all that stuff, but to me, it's unacceptable. His actions, his behavior, the way he's acted, uh, it really just his attitude. His attitude is diva-ish. It's ignorant um, on the field, off the field. And and here's the worst part. And I tweeted it out at James Erpine. There's a video of him and he's being helped off. He left the game today with a concussion. He's being helped off the field and and a trainer's helping him. And he shoves the trainer away. And there are some people out there defending him. I'm tired of defending Montez Perfect. I'm just sick of it. And look, if, if there was someone you worked with and they were really good at their job and they were a pain, a pain in the ass. If that, if that was the case, you would put up with it. But if there's someone at work that wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't good at their job, that was just okay or was poor and they were a pain in the ass, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing here? Get out of here with your diva mentality. Get out of here with your complaining. Get out of here with that attitude. That's where Vontez Perfect is at this stage of his career. He can't run anymore. He can't tackle. He can't play at a high level. I am done with Vontez Perfect. Nick Vigil's twice the linebacker that Vontez Perfect is now. He's out of shape. And yes, I hope he's healthy. I hope he's okay. I'm not rooting for him to get injured. Of course not. But this idea that, oh yeah, let's, uh, uh, let's defend Vontez. I'm done defending Vontaze. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. And that's another thing. It's just the culture. It needs to change. It needs to change. Marvin Lewis has to go. Hugh Jackson has to go. Bill Lazor has to go. And there was a report earlier today that if, and I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not. I know I was on Cincinnati Radio last week and I said it. If the Denver Broncos fire their coach in Vance Joseph, if they fire Vance Joseph, who's having the time of his life in Denver, if that happens, The Bengals are going to need a defensive coordinator. You putting it past them to bring in Vance Joseph, keep Marvin, make you the offensive coordinator, I could totally see that happening. I really could. And uh, to me, today's loss, the way it was, it wasn't as competitive as it looks, like I said, I think that goes and that helps push Marvin out the door a little bit. Certainly it helps draft position, but it helps push Marvin out the door just a tiny bit more, which isn't a bad thing. I'm James Rapinoe, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll dive into stats from the game, some observations from the game, and more as we roll on. Thank you so much for tuning in today on the uh, post-game edition of the Locked On Bengals
0: podcast. Hey, guys. It's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. All right, let's dive into some stats that stand out to
1: me. Baker Mayfield completed, I think he got up to 14 straight completions in a row. Meanwhile, Jeff Driscoll (laughs) completed 13 passes today. (laughs) The Bengals' offense just doesn't have it. And I think as much of it has to do with A.J. and Tyler Boyd being down. Um, C.J. Uzama led the team in receiving four receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Core had two receptions for 36 yards. Erickson had two receptions for 35. Ross had one reception, a couple drops for three yards. But no one had more than five targets. There was no creativity. I still haven't gotten a slant for Ross. Uh, Yes, did he have a drop? Yes. Was there a a screen pass that got tipped at the line so it it knocked off the trajectory of the ball and it went above his head? Yes. Okay, fine. But Joe Mixon guess how many receptions he had today? Two. Giovanni Bernard, guess how many receptions he had today? Two for zero yards. One minus four, one plus four. Zero yards. This team, this organization has to look at the way this offense is performing, even with the injuries, and like, All right, we have a star running back in Mixon. We have a very good running back in Giovanni Bernard. We have the ninth overall pick in John Ross, and we really don't know how to use him. That's on the coaches. Like, to me, this is such a coaching issue. It's a coaching issue. It's a Bill Lazor issue. And my fear is, is that Hugh Jackson and Marvin Lewis can tell Mike Brown, like, hey, we can get the most out of these guys. Bill's not the right guy. We got it wrong. Just like we got it wrong with Terrell Austin. I'm sorry, you know Hugh can be the guy. You know Vance Joseph can be the guy because he coached here before. Um, That, to me, will be quite interesting. But as far as stats go, I mean, it wasn't even close. The Cleveland Browns had 23 first downs to the Bengals 15. The Browns are 5 of 12 on third down. Bengals 1 of 8. Offensive plays, 66 plays for 7.5 yards per for the Browns. 46 plays and 4.5 yards per. For the Bengals. Penalties, the Bengals were okay. Three penalties for 15 yards. The Browns had six penalties for 57 yards. Um, Time of possession, this was a killer. The Cleveland Browns possessed the ball 35 minutes and 31 seconds. And that is skewed a little bit by what happened in the final six, seven, eight minutes of the game where the Bengals had the ball for the majority of it. So to me, this game wasn't nearly as close as it looks in the final score. Baker Mayfield was amazing. Three touchdowns, finished uh, 27 of 37. Jarvis Landry with a 63-yard beautiful ball. Um, I took some heat a couple weeks ago on Twitter for saying Brashad Perriman had turned himself into an NFL player after a 66-yard catch against the Panthers. Since then, he's had big catches every single week, had a huge touchdown last week, had a 63-yarder this week. Um, and this is an example. I'm not saying Brashad Perriman – is this star wide receiver, but he was a bust, absolute train wreck, like train wreck in Baltimore, couldn't catch anything, couldn't help them, he comes to Cleveland, and all of a sudden he figures it out, coaching matters, okay, quarterback play matters, coaching matters, and that to me, when you look at guys like John Ross, um, when you look at even a, a Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, do you really think they're reaching their full potential? Or do you think if they were being coached by someone else that things would change? That's why I'm going to harp on the coaches. I think I'm going to be very not Not a thing. I'm going to be very critical of this coaching staff for the next week, for the next couple of weeks. And if they're in town, I don't know how the Bengals are going to do. I Obviously, and I'm driving to Cincinnati in like six hours. Um, but I just, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, and bring Marvin back, if that's indeed what they end up doing. It'll be interesting to see, but I don't know how they're going to do it. And if somehow they do it and bring Marvin back, I don't know how fans get interested. I really don't. I mean, this team, Rashad Perim 76 yards, David Njoku, Rashad Higgins... Uh, Duke Johnson, Jarvis Landry. I mean, these guys, look at that. Who scares you out of that? Njoku's really athletic. Higgins is just a guy. Is Duke Johnson better than Giovanni Bernard? Jarvis Landry's Tyler Boyd. Darren Fells, he's not better than CJ Uzama. Brashad Perriman. Like, and I, so to me, that's where I'm at here. I mean, the stats, I think a lot of it has to do with Baker. I do. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a stud. By the way, leading the team in tackles uh, again today, Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates can play. Duke Tobin nailed it with Jesse Bates. I think Duke Tobin has done well in the draft the past couple of years. And, And if you think that and you look at this roster and you think they're talented and obviously they've had injuries, just ask yourself, do you want Marvin Lewis getting a healthy Bengals roster next year? Or do you want someone new, someone fresh, someone different that could potentially be better. It doesn't mean he's going to be. It doesn't mean that the new coach, whoever would replace Marvin, is going to be better than Marvin. It doesn't mean he's going to get him to three division titles or, or seven seven playoff appearances, five straight playoff appearances. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. But I'm willing to take that risk, especially after three straight losing seasons. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Real quick, before we... Uh, go for the next couple of days. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know it's a little weird with the job transition. I get it. I totally understand that. Uh, But I appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you that have listened. I appreciate each and and every one of you, especially the ones that are still around on Twitter, because I'm always willing to talk Bengals. I am. Absolutely. My job has changed, but that doesn't mean the Locked On Bengals podcast is going anywhere. More on that in the new year. But thank you for listening. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Enjoy it. I will be back Wednesday. And hopefully that the Christmas present to Bengals fans is something new, is something different, is change. Um, and and if, if that could happen, I, I would feel great for the city of Cincinnati. Because right now, Browns surging. Baltimore surging. Steelers still a Steelers. It really feels like the Bengals, they're the fourth place team in the AFC North now, but it feels like that's how they're projecting in the future. And that's nowhere, nowhere where you thought they'd be going into this season or the year prior. They thought they were supposed to be ascending with Marvin. And at 4-1, and one they were and they're not. So I hope they can certainly figure that out this offseason by moving on from good old Huey Lewis and the Bengals. Thank you so much for listening. Have a happy holiday. Until next time, I'm James Erpine. Thanks for listening to The Locked